You're listening to the Remote Work Productivity and Lifestyle Podcast, the show to hear tips and tricks about staying productive and having an awesome lifestyle as a remote worker. Proudly presented by Remote Compass and worldpodcasts.com. Now let's welcome your host, Alan Kaig. Alrighty, folks, welcome to another edition of the show. This is your host, Alan of RemoteCompass.com. Today we are chatting with Stefan. Very nice to have you with us today. Can you share a little bit about yourself and the business? Yes, thank you, Alan, for having me in this show. Um, so my name is Stefan. I'm from the Netherlands. I'm living between Amsterdam and, and The Hague. So it's quite a central point. Yeah, I'm a web developer. I'm doing a lot of web development, mobile app development, and, and such kind of things. So also my, my customers are basically outside uh, the Netherlands. Currently, 99% of my customers are from outside the Netherlands. So I do a lot of remote work. Yeah, and uh, that's a little bit of my, my story. Sweet. Can you share with the audience the usual kinds of uh, projects that you work on? Right. So I do uh, website development, mainly in uh, WordPress, plugin development, so custom plugin development for WordPress, but also a lot of bug fixing. So there are a lot of web shops uh, nowadays, yeah, which has some issues for selling their products. And then they will come to me and I will fix the problems uh, so the uh, customer on the website can easily shop and 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 buy the products from this uh from this company i see so this is an interesting kind of context in terms of communicating with the audience what types of uh, projects are uh, suitable for a remote engagement and it sounds like you have various kinds of uh, web development projects from uh, bug fixing to uh, building WordPress sites to custom plugins. Now, um, can you share a bit about your team setup historically? I understand that uh, you used to have international operations for, for just for the context of our listeners. Right. So before uh, Corona started, I had three different companies, one located in Tokyo, one located in Brussels, and one in Belgium, Brussels, and one in here in the Netherlands. So sometimes, yeah, I, I, I went to, to Tokyo or to Brussels. But yeah, you cannot go to your team every day up right. and down with a plane. So a lot of web meetings <laughs> were involved in that. You know, what I normally I will go to Tokyo once in three months for one week. And the rest will be online web meetings with, with communication with my team there. But right before Corona, I, I sold my company in, in Tokyo and the company in Brussels. So now my company only is uh, here in the Netherlands, which is the headquarter of the company. And still I'm doing some business and have some clients in, I mean, some teammates in these countries. So I still work remotely with them time by time. I see. I noticed there must be some significant time zone difference between uh, Tokyo and where you are and the other office within the region as well. How do you coordinate that? 
Yeah. <laughs> we use a Google Agenda, and and of course, uh, there's a big time difference. There's a time difference of eight to nine hours, depending on the summer or the winter period. So yeah, this is something that you need to plan basically, and also a little bit change your life <laughs> because uh, yeah, they go to bed almost, and I'm just starting up the uh, the day. So it goes well, but it, it needs to be good plan. Uh, so you need to plan the web meeting very well. And if you do that, it, it, it's quite okay to do that. So, Right. So what led you to choosing Tokyo, considering the vast time difference? There must be uh, yeah something unique over there. Well, first of all, it's, it's, it's different than here in, the, in, the, in, the, in Europe, of course. The culture is different, but in Japan, the quality is very important for projects. The same is in the Netherlands. So we have, you know, that, that is quite similar. I had, I, I had some clients in, in Tokyo and on some point I decided to start a company there because I get more and more clients and yeah, in Tokyo, but also other Asian companies, Asian countries. Relationship is very important. Communication is very important. And uh, yeah, so this is why I set up a company there be to, to be more involved into these companies and to have a better streamline of the communication. Although a lot of it is still remote, to have a physical company there is, is very important for Asian countries and companies there. I see. How much of the communication happens um, synchronously versus asynchronously, meaning you doing uh, phone calls with the Asia-based office versus just leaving notes or using project management tools? What's, how would you describe the mix of those two? Well, as I just described, quality is very important for, for myself, but also my company and also my customers. So... A, 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 a web, in a web meeting or you know you can do more than just leaving a note so sometimes in terms of technical development sometimes a note is not enough to explain what 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 it what it is about so in this case sometimes i leave a note of course uh, with a project management tool like trello or you know there are also other tools we use but the web meeting is always important to have a face-to-face -face explanation of, of, of the project or the problem or the bug or whatever. So either way, a web meeting or, or is always, yeah, is always needed in many, in many of our cases. Because so, so a lot of things are, you cannot explain in words. It needs to be explained in in, in, in examples, in showing something, and you cannot do that by only a screenshot or something like that. Right. This is going to be a great opportunity to talk about the other kind of relationship, which is between you and your international clients. How often would you hop on a call versus communicate asynchronously? Yeah, so this is uh, every day. <laughs> Every, every day, every day we will. I will have a web meeting with any client, 
because also this client, you know, we, I, I will give them some example, but on some point you need to have some communication, some discussion about parts of the project to make it a better project, to make it more a quality, quality project and not a quantity project. So in this case, right. I always have, well, the minimum is 15 minutes, but some, some, some are, you know, can take up to six hours. It, it really depends on what we need to discuss and how we, yeah, what, what, what the project is about. Wow. So how does your typical day and uh, week look like considering you having to be on phone calls with your own team and your various clients just about every day? Yeah, <laughs> right. So I also develop myself. So I, I still try to do that. But my day starts at 9 in, the, in a.m. with a phone call or a web meeting. Well, not a phone call. It's, it's, it's most Let's say 99% is, is, is web meetings through a Google right. meeting or any other online call or there are many platforms out there. It starts at 9 a.m. and it ends until because I have international clients and when I'm going at home at 6 p.m., basically my clients in the U.S. are wake up. So I have meetings until, well, midnight. That's that's Wow. It. And this is going for seven days a week. <laughs> seven days a week, 9 a.m. to midnight. Like, basically, your entire waking hours. Right, right. So, it is... It is. But, uh, to be honest, <laughs> before Corona, it was a little bit uh, lesser than that. But now, with Corona, everyone, want, you know, everyone is at home or everyone is working remotely. So, it is, it is about... It is easier to to just set up a web meeting, right? Than going by, you know, if I have clients in in the US and they cannot come here, so they are just yeah, it's it's very easy to set up something, you know, like a web meeting and do a remote call and work together with the client for the project. So I try also to have some spare time in my agenda, of course. But yeah, I also uh, do a lot of web meetings. How about delegation? Do you have other account managers or project managers who can attend these calls for you, whether you communicate, communicating with your team in Asia or communicating with clients across various parts of the globe? How involved are you in every project? Well... In the bigger projects, I want to be involved. Uh, in smaller projects, I I will do the call with the customer and I create a startup document for my team. And with the startup mm -hmm. document, I do like it's it's like a project project uh, description and uh, deadline details and stuff like that. Uh, they can they can work on it without my help and. For me, the quality is very important. So on some point, I will I will get back to the project and and look at the, the project and and look if it's the the quality the customer asked asked for. So in these small teams, there is a lead developer and the lead developer will will take the take the project. They communicate with me, not necessarily with the customer. I see. So your lead developer or whoever else is involved in a project 
everyone will have to pass through you. Right. So the cost, the client doesn't have direct contact with your team. Your team also cannot contact the client directly. Right. Um, wow. It was, uh, I, this is a little bit changed during time because in the past, in the past, my I had account managers, but on some point I had some problems with the quality on that. So, right. so I changed it a little bit. So every project goes through me. So, so the customer, you know, gets the quality project they they ask for. Because with web web development, you know, when you create a website, it's a process. It, it's a it's a process between you and the customer to create a nice website for them and not every account manager or uh, lead developer knows exactly uh, what the customer uh, wants so on some point when the delivery is done uh, I had some issues after the project and I don't want to spend a lot of time of doing things which I could prevent it before with good communication and good quality control myself. Wow. So I'm finding that your values are super strong and clear. L let me know if this is a correct uh, interpretation. I understand that you say yes to opportunities regardless of, for example, time zone. You're open to engaging with clients during midnight or on weekends. And you are also very hands-on making sure that you're, you deliver the kind of quality that uh, you will be proud of. Right. And basically, you say yes to opportunity and then you'll do whatever it takes to deliver something that's at par with your quality standards. Is that correct? That's, that's, that's totally correct, yes. Wow. This is very interesting. I'm curious about how you filter opportunities. Do you have, what do you turn down considering the flexibility and yeah, how, how much you seem to say yes and just adjust your personal schedule to deliver what's required? So you mean in terms of getting new projects in or? So for example, an opportunity will arrive, they will inquire with um, your business, what will you say no to? Maybe because of the requirement or the price, the location. What does it take for Stefan to say no to an opportunity? Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> uh, the time, the time frame. Is, uh, so right now, just we have a wait list. <laughs> Maybe we're only, we are the only ones, but uh, we have a wait list. So people are waiting to to so we can do their projects i think the, the the most projects we do are quite complicated projects you know simple projects are not the projects we like to do we like to have some project where we have some some innovation in it something new for us we did not do it before that's that's quite that's the kind of projects we like to do also they, the project we do are quite technical, so projects that other companies can't do or don't want to do, <laughs> that's, that's 
the kind of opportunities or projects we like to do. All right, that's uh, very interesting. I was expecting qualification filters in terms of making the job easier for you, but it's actually the opposite. If it's not challenging enough, then it's not exciting. It's not something that you will engage. So in that case, what do you reckon are uh, great onboarding and communication practices, given that you collaborate with your clients remotely, you tend to collaborate with your team remotely, and the project is complex? How do you ensure clear communication with all those factors? Right. So we have a project board. Uh, this project board is... So before I start with the client, uh, the client has some, you know, some description about it. And before I say yes to the project, I first work out the details of the project with the client. So we know what they want. We know in each detail what they need and their requirements. And then from there, I will set up a project board and I will set up a, well, depending on the, the duration of the, of the project, I set up every three days or every once a week, a meeting with, with the customer to update them about the process. If there are questions in between, we use a board like Trello. So Trello board, we use that so that we give access to the, to the Trello board also to our clients. And they can see basically questions to them, questions we still have within our own team, some some documentations and stuff like that. And we 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 move from there. So when the Trello board is set up, when the all the details are in, we start working with the client, do a regular three days or seven days uh, web meeting with the client, and and then we work until the project is done. On the end, there's some quality control for mobile devices. So we always check the mobile device because the mobile device is very important these days. If it's a web shop or just a general website, it, it, it doesn't really matter. Uh, or it's an application. It should always be uh, mobile friendly. Yeah, and then we work with the client, do the web meetings and, and deliver. All right. So it sounds like you're able to coordinate and deliver complex projects because asynchronously you have a board like on Trello to communicate the progress and you keep the finger on the pulse by communicating very often, whether once a week or twice a week. So there's no sort of miscommunication. All questions are answered. And I would say it seems like communication is clear at the expense of flexibility from your side, right? It seems like you're very generous with your time to make sure that you deliver complex projects with great quality. Is that the right kind of trade-off to, to achieve this? Right. Flexibility is very important. And, and right. for, the, for the client, it's also very important. And also for the project and the team, it's very important to be flexible, to go forward and to have a good, good project. So if the customer says, well, can you have a meeting at, you know, 12, uh, 12 uh, midnight, then, yeah, why not? I mean, then I will sleep one hour the, the day after it, you know, more. I mean, 
if that helps the project to go forward. Of course, there is some limit on it. I'm not going to do a, a meeting at a three in midnight. I'm not going to do that. But, you know, between 12 and, and 1 uh, midnight, it's still okay to do that. Uh, so flexibility is very important. And if you have um, clients in different uh, time zones, it's time very time. important that they can reach out to you even if if the day the normal day hours are over. But I think this is also something about you know remote work and 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 doing business international. I think that th- this should not be a problem. If you want, if you have a problem with flexibility and and. And, and things like that, I think doing business internationally will be very difficult. I see. Yeah, it's all about trade-offs, right? You choose the kind of business that you want to build and in in what you want to grow. Then there's a certain type of investment. There's a certain kind of sacrifice for the nature of business that you choose. Or else then you, you go with something else. Right. All righty. Stefan, before we wrap up, I wanted to ask you, can you share one tip that you reckon remote teams should take seriously for successful remote work? Yeah, uh, one, one tip is choose the right project management board and, and also choose the right you know, uh, web meeting software because not every web meeting software works in every computer or any and also have a good internet connection is very important <laughs> if you do a lot of web meetings yeah that's that that's that's the tip i have great stuff so where can the audience learn more about you and the business yeah so if you want to know more about you can go to sorbamedia.com or you can find me on on linkedin under uh, Sorba, C-S-O-R-B-A. You can just search for me for myself and uh, reach out to me if you have questions. All righty, folks. That is C-S-O-R-B-A. You can find the link in the show notes to their company site and Stefan's LinkedIn. This has been a great chat. Thanks so much, Stefan. Thanks for listening to the Remote Work Productivity and Lifestyle Podcast. Be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcast app so you don't miss any of our upcoming or prior episodes. This show is presented by Remote Compass and worldpodcasts.com.